because it's so rare to get someone to really personalize kind of that outreach. It's like the spam, the generic stuff and people yep. can pick up on that instantly. You know, this is going out to a thousand people, right? But if you personalize elements of that, it could have a higher impact in the response rate. Welcome to the Marketing Moguls Podcast, where we talk to the big shots, the heavy hitters, the cream of the crop in the world of marketing. This is a show where we sit down with the most brilliant minds in the industry, and we pick their brains to find out what makes them tick, what makes them successful, and sometimes what makes them want to pull their hair out. Each episode, we'll be talking to top executives, entrepreneurs, even influencers who have made their mark in the marketing world, and we'll be asking them tough questions like, What's the best way to increase conversions? Or how do you come up with a killer ad campaign? Or why do marketers always wear black? But let's be real, we're not just here to talk shop, we're also here to have some fun. So we'll be discussing some of the latest trends, we're gonna be sharing some hilarious marketing fails, and maybe even trying to convince our guests to let us in on their secret to creating the perfect meme. So whether you're a marketer, a business owner, or just someone who's fascinated by the world of marketing, this podcast is for you. Sit back, Grab your favorite drink and join us as we dive into the minds of the marketing moguls that are shaping the industry today. Welcome back to the next episode of the Marketing Moguls Podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and I'm here today with Jeff Zalaya. He's from Height. Welcome, Jeff. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. What's up, Michael? What's up, man? What an honor it is to be on this podcast. I'm so excited, dude. I'm pumped to have a, a conversation with you and learn from you. And hopefully you can learn from me as well, man. So this is going to be a fun time. Absolutely. And I know our audience is going to learn a lot too. So I'm really grateful that you're here. I'm really excited to get started. We've already talked a little bit off of recording, but I just wanted to see if you could take a quick second to kind of introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, how you got there, stuff like that. Absolutely. And before I do that, I want to just thank the audience, man, because honestly, like the people that listen to podcasts, I admire that you're investing in yourself, right? You know, listening to podcasts, you can listen to music and other stuff, but you're listening to this podcast specifically because you want to learn more about marketing. You want to further your career. You know, and I admire that and respect that. So thank you for tuning in. And I hope, you know, we can learn from each other. And I welcome for you to connect with me as well after the podcast. But, you know, my name is Jeff Zelaya. I'm the VP of the main generation for Height. I'm also the owner. I just recently launched my own franchise in the Height DC here in the DC area. So just kind of a quick story. I joined Height about two and a half years ago during the end of the middle of COVID. My background is in developing business sales and business development teams, right? So I, I produce high-performing teams. And I've been doing this for agencies, for cybersecurity companies, for SaaS companies. And I just recently joined this amazing cybersecurity company during COVID. And I got hired during COVID, the first week of COVID. And I had a job for about a week. It was just like, short term because of the, all the pandemic, all the stuff that was going on. Like, hey, this guy's the newest hire. He just started here. We got to make cuts. And I was one of those cuts. But man, God works in a serious way. Because that same week, one of my good friends, JC Height, reached out to me through Instagram, a DM. says, Jeff, I'm looking to franchise my agency. And I thought that was crazy. Like a, a marketing agency that's a franchise? I've never heard of such a thing. And I, I got, it just got me really curious. And we started having some conversations, started d- diving into what, what would that model look like? And after you know several discussions, I dove right in like, this is, this is I got to do this. This is going to be amazing. It, it's so crazy that it just might work, right? It was one of those ideas that seemed far-fetched. But man, linking back about it now, fast-forwarding two and a half years, you know, growing from zero franchises to now having 24 across the country, generating close to $10 million in revenue, being one of Inc. 5000's fastest growing agencies in the country. I'm like, man, that was a good move. Let me, let me pat myself on the back for like taking a risk and taking that chance. And 
you know, investing in this amazing team and, and something that I really also believe in with my whole heart because our company is not just about, it's, it's more than just an agency. We're on the mission to really empower people. And we're doing and we're empowering the country of Nicaragua. A lot of our team is headquartered in Nicaragua, a third world country that has gone through some ups and downs. And we're investing heavily in building a company there that really helps people with their, you know, having good careers, stable careers, people, a company that invests in, in the people that work for the company. And at the same time, you know, we're doing some amazing things across the U.S., growing these franchises where we give people the, the freedom to really build things their own way, but empowering them with a process, with a fulfillment team, with the, the playbook for how they could grow their agency from scratch and, and scale it and live their best life possible. So really pumped. And it's kind of been a, my journey in a nutshell, right? But now I want to know if you have any, any things that I could dive into specifically throughout that journey, Michael. would love to share more. Absolutely. A million things. Let's see. So just to get started, the I agree with you, like the idea of this franchise option, right? For like an agency type of thing. I've never heard of that before. So that's really cool, though. And I think that's an awesome thing because it's it seems kind of new. Now, maybe I just haven't heard of it. Maybe people in our audience have, but new ideas typically are really cool. So I like to hear about that for sure. One thing that I did want to ask you, though, is, you know, obviously, we're the marketing moguls and you do, I'm sure, tons of marketing yourself and you have in the past. You mentioned business development, you mentioned kind of like managing these teams and everything. Can you talk to us a little bit about how your role specifically being the VP of demand generation, how that fits on the team in terms of how you interact with like the sales team, how you interact with the marketing team, and basically just like how you fit into the company as a whole? Yeah, absolutely. So my role is all about opportunity creation, right? Okay. I'm, I'm looking to create opportunities for my franchises. I have 24 locations across the US. Each of those needs to have a full pipeline of opportunities to be able to close deals, to get revenue. So the way that we go about creating our strategy for demand generation is, is really two main prongs that we focus on. One of them is branding. And what we are doing is we're helping our franchisees create a very strong personal brand. Mm -hmm. And we developed this idea from looking at what our top franchisees are doing and trying to learn from that to create a process that we can then apply to all the franchisees. Some of our leading franchisees have a very strong personal brand. So they're posting on Facebook, they're posting on LinkedIn, they're sharing reels, they're on podcasts, they're speaking yep. on stages. So what happens when you do all of this, you create authority, you create thought leadership. And then companies, right, business owners are going to those folks saying, hey, I, I see you on stage. I heard you on the podcast. I saw your posts. I want to know more about how you can help my business grow. Boom, you got a lead. Boom, you got an opportunity, right? So that's a, a big part of how like my team, how we're supporting our franchisees is by helping them create their own personal brand. So we do that by putting strategies in place to help them create content on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on social. And so in many cases, we actually do it for them. So we tell our franchisees, hey, here's a prompt, shoot this video, send it to us. We'll do the editing. We'll post it on your behalf. We'll schedule it, get it out for them. So these are some of the things that we're doing on the personal branding side. Where even we have a team, one of our teammates, his sole focus is reaching out to the different podcasts to try to get our franchisees scheduled on those podcasts. Nice. Okay. And that same guy is also reaching out to different stages and events to try to pitch our franchisees so we can get them on the stage, right? So that is all part of our opportunity generation department, the demand gen team. 
So that's one big aspect of what we do, that personal branding side. Mm -hmm. Then the other side is like more traditional prospecting stuff, right? So the cold emails, LinkedIn automation, which we do, and we're getting great results with email outreach, creating funnels, right, in our CRM so we could put leads and nurture them over time. But we have partnerships with, with podcasts where we actually pr pr produce ads, right? And we have an ad on that podcast. We run Facebook ads and Google ads, right? So all the kind of traditional, you know, doing SEO on our website to drive yep. organic traffic. So these are all these traditional prospecting stuff as a part of my, my second second prong, that secondary team that is working on those initiatives. And all of these things are working together to then ultimately create opportunities for a franchisee. So when they're waking up every morning, there's a, an inbox full of people that want to talk to them and we're helping them schedule those appointments. And it's on them to then have that conversation that discovery call, that strategy deck presentation, the negotiation, the proposal review, and so on. Absolutely. And in terms of the prospecting, you mentioned a bunch of great things there. You mentioned like cold emailing, you mentioned using like LinkedIn automations, you mentioned a bunch of different things. What would you say, if you had to pick, has been kind of like the most successful type of outreach that you all have done? And maybe if you could, what's something that you all have utilized in the past that you just haven't seen work super well, or you just haven't gotten great results from? So I'll give you one of the hottest things that we're doing right now that is working really well. We've gotten some great appointments scheduled from this tactic. It's leading to some really big opportunities and it's video audits, right? Video audits. So let me describe what that means. We get someone that, you know, we do, you know, outreach, someone expresses interest, like a lead bag. Hey, you know, would you want a video audit of your website? So we have one of our team members go on the website of this prospect and just basically run through it and start advising like, hey, here are some areas of opportunity. We could change the CTA. The copywriting here could be better. The link structure is kind of broken. The website's loading too slow. It's not responsive. We looked on mobile. It's not really loading up properly in mobile. You know, the branding is off on this area. You know, this form is not working properly. So we basically go like in the five minute, 10 minute video at times, depending on what, you know, the extent of the website. And we start pointing areas of opportunity as well as areas maybe that are, they're doing well. It's like, hey, this lead form is great. This call to action is great. Your blogs are great, whatever. So we, we do that video audit and we send that to the prospect. Mm -hmm. That is getting the highest response rate because first of all you know it's very valuable it's like off right, right from the gate right i'm providing value which i think is important because many times we want that meeting give me the meeting give me the time on your calendar but there's no value being brought to that initial engagement right so we're providing that value from the get-go and that, i think that shows people wow this this first of all type they know what they're talking about this is legit stuff this is valuable and even if you're, you don't use me like this stuff this stuff is still valuable whether you go with another agency so we have that approach where hey if you want to learn more you know We'll be more than glad to help you improve this. If not, you know, at least this could show this to your current agency and let them, you know, work on these things for you. So that approach is working well. But I think also a differentiator there is the video component, right? So mm -hmm. video is very powerful and we need to be using more of that in our prospecting outreach because people want to see another person, right? Yeah. And sometimes it's easy to ignore like a cold email coming through and you kind of read the text and it's boring and I, I, delete it or whatever archive it but if it's someone's face you know someone that is on their website actually going to stuff you see their facial expressions you hear the tone of their voice that stuff is more impactful like wow this person actually invested time up front helping me right the least i could do is now give them some time the okay. least i could do is meet with them for 15 minutes and imagine if they could they did this right from the beginning imagine what they'll do once i start paying them yeah so that approach has worked really well for us and we're starting to do more of that and perfect the team that is really good at doing those so we can crank them out at a higher volume and get more quality appointments 
Hey there, we wanna take a quick second to thank our sponsors of this episode, Tier 11. Do you ever sit at your computer wondering why you're spending so much money on advertisement for your business that drives little to no revenue? Does the idea of another month with low engagement make you wanna pull your hair out? Well, you're in luck, because the team of professionals over at Tier 11 can handle these issues in no time flat and make you forget all about your nightmare ad experience. Tier 11 is an advertising agency that manages over $100 million in annual ad spend and has more than 15 years of advertising experience. So it's pretty safe to say they know their stuff. Stop wasting your time and your budget on advertising that doesn't work and trust the professionals instead. Head over to www.tier11.com today and chat with a team member to learn more about how they can help you get more customers and increase their lifetime value. That's T-I-E-R-E-L-E-V-E-N.com. Now back to the podcast. Gotcha, okay. And then for sending those to them, like you mentioned... How do you do that? Like, do you typically reach out to a prospect first? Like maybe you find somebody that you're interested in working with. You recognize that that's somebody that you all would like to partner with. Do you ask them first if they'd be open to a website audit or do you kind of just run the audit and then just send that over to them? Yeah. So we ask, we ask them first, right? Okay. We, want, we want them to say, yes, I'm interested, right? Yeah, hey, exactly. I'm, I prepared a video for you. Do you mind sending it over? Like we get permission to send it over. And I think that's important because if you just send it to anybody, you know, it could be a lot of time wasted up front. And these people are not really interested and they're not. So we need to get them to raise their hand yeah. and say, yeah, I, I want to see it. Yeah. Otherwise, you guys would probably be cranking out a ton of those for people that might not be interested. And like you yeah, said, exactly. that would be... go in spam, whatever. Yeah. So we want them to opt in. And then we have, once they raise their hand, opt in, then we have a reason also to follow up with them. Hey, you, you said you wanted this. Is this valuable? Is this useful? Does it make sense for us to meet again? Right. So you, yeah. you're giving permission to engage. And that's what we need in order to have a productive dialogue that that leads to another meeting. Absolutely. And I love the way that you put it about adding value. I feel like a lot of times, I think we're maybe starting to get away from that some, but I feel like we're still kind of stuck in that period where everybody wants to kind of take, take, take. And it's one of those things like you mentioned where I'm sure you get reached out to 20 times a day. I know I do. I know a lot of our listeners do with people being like, Hey, can you schedule a meeting with me? You're like, Hey, I'd like you to do this for me. Can you give me this much of your time or whatever? So it's great that you all offer some sort of value, especially up front, just to show like, Hey, we're not just trying to take like, we want to bring value to you. We want to offer you something. And then if you're interested, we'd love to take some of your time, but we want to give you something first. And I think that that's really powerful. Yeah, especially because yeah, a lot of people- yeah, of course. Uh, that's the, the holy girl delivering that value. Another thing that also, it's a little thing, but it makes a big difference is the personalization aspect. So yeah. Even if you don't deliver like all that value kind of, you know, may not be reasonable for every person listening to this podcast. Hey, I can't really do that for my business, whatever. Well, imagine if you just personalize certain aspects of your outreach, right? Like doing a little bit of research on the individual. Hey, we, we, we both went to the same college. You know, I, I noticed on your last podcast, you mentioned this. Right. That stood out to me. And then you bleed into your ask. Right. So even elements of personalization make that prospector, right, that person that's doing the outreach stand out because it's so rare to get someone to really personalize kind of that outreach. It's like that spam, the generic stuff and people yep. can pick up on that instantly. You know, this is going out to a thousand people. Right. But if you personalize elements of that, it could have a higher impact in the response rate. And then you become more customized as you engage them and they raise their hand. Now I could spend even more time delivering value, but I, I, it leads with the personalization. Absolutely. And then the other thing I was going to follow up on there is, so that's something that's working really well. What's something that's working not so well, or maybe not even right now, just something that you all have seen over time that maybe like a way, a way of doing outreach that this hasn't worked too great for you all. Is there something that comes to mind when you think about that? 
It could work. We've found diminishing returns from this has been cold email outreach, cold email out and cold calls, cold calls. So we had a team when, we, when I first started that I, you know, that's one of the areas because I had seen it work in other, at other times with different companies that I've worked. But I've seen, I just seen the declining kind of a reach, right? Just the, the time, the, the effort that it was invested into it to the kind of return that we got. And it, it could be maybe because of our price points, right? There, maybe it makes sense for larger businesses or B2B, like big, big B2B you're targeting, like corporate, like big Fortune 500. Maybe it makes more sense. But we had some issues with data, getting the right data. So gotcha. like we wanted to do cold outreach. We have to get data. We you know, there's got a lot of providers of info. There's sales intel, right? And they usually have really good data, but it tends to be for larger accounts, which are not really our target audience. Gotcha. And one of the red flags. Hey, this is you know we're having some difficulties kind of getting that that small business owner, right? That local business owner getting their cell phone, getting their email address, right? They weren't able to provide us what we needed. So that also kind of led to. You know, we our emails and we're kind of very not as not as personalized because mm-hmm. we have bits of information. So that it were I would say generic, right? And this is gonna be very transparent. We were sending out generic emails that many people ignore, delete it, or say, Hey, unsubscribe me from this, you know, outreach. And because they had never had no recollection, they had no idea who we were. And the we didn't deliver value, we we didn't personalize. So it started, you know, we may have we may get a hit here or there. But it wasn't something that was scalable for us. And so we had to kind of terminate that program and say, okay, where can we better focus our efforts that will yield a higher return? So we started looking at other aspects of like outreach, but not email. So let me lead to another one that's actually doing really well for us is LinkedIn automation. Okay. So we have, we found this, this platform out there that helps us do LinkedIn outreach where we could customize, you know, aspects of the message and start building our network with people automatically right and so we could use sales navigator create a very tailored search in sales navigator where we could identify like geography the, the role of the person the actual title the keywords and we give it that information then the automation program starts to invite these people to your network now the key there right the difference where, where i believe is it's working better than just cold outreach is because that linkedin outreach is attached to an individual profile yeah. to go and check out right so they see my face you know they see my recommendations they see my endorsements they see my, the content i'm publishing so there's more behind it than just a, a generic email that's being sent out so that is now starting to get get a lot of traction for us as we dial in the targeting, and then we dial in the messaging of what we're saying, right? So not not just leading with, you know, make some time, let me get some time on your calendar, but hey, would you like to see a video on it? I, you know, I want to review your website. Would you mind if I send this to you, right? So getting people to engage with that initial email, and then if they engage, then leading with the the, the second blow, right, of value to them. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I want to say I really appreciate the honesty about the cold emailing too, because a lot of people, they only really want to talk about what's going really well. And part of the podcast is to learn, right? Like you said, in the beginning, it's an educational style podcast, we want to learn as much as we can about marketing, about outreach, about things like that. So we really appreciate that. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I've met and talked to so many people that have used cold emailing, especially on a mass scale. And they all have a lot of the same problems that you're mentioning, where it's very hard to get good data. And when you do, it's really expensive. Like it's not cheap to get your hands on good data, especially when you're emailing at scale. So yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up. I wanted to see, would you be willing to name drop the platform that you're using for the LinkedIn automation? Yeah, I think I could I could drop it. I, I don't know if they're they allow anyone to use it, but you could there's a couple out there. So I'll mention Ulink, 
and Wallaxy. Those are two that are available. Gotcha. Right? Okay. And Wallaxy. I think one of them is invite only. So you could obviously do your research and check them out, but those are two that I, I recommend you do some homework on and That's see awesome. if it's the right fit for you. Thank you. Another one that I wanted to ask about, we talked to a lot of different people and also part of Tier 11, the owner of the podcast, is advertising. Do you guys do any sort of advertising for either you know the franchisees or for your own prospecting? We've done Facebook ads and we've done Google ads, mm-hmm. but they're just very expensive, right? So we've been, we haven't had a, a whole lot of success. Like the, the cost per meeting has been so high that it doesn't allow us to scale really, it really, right? So that's why we're investing our efforts in creating more of the organic kind of traction for the franchisees. But we have done Facebook ads, we've done Google ads, but you know, think about it, right? Like we're a marketing agency. So there's a lot of good marketers that are probably doing you know, really good ads. So there's a lot of competition. I think that drives the price up. And you know, you really gotta be very creative with your ads in order to get the re- the, the kind of response that you that makes it cost effective. So it's an area we we're experiment here and there, but you know, we rather do it for our clients and really do it for ourselves. And we're still like more focused on the organic kind of reach and generating leads to that because it's the less cost per acquisition. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes perfect sense because I completely agree. So sadly, we only have time for about one more question here, but I wanted to ask you when in terms of like your work and everything and even the franchise situation that you mentioned in the beginning, what would you say like your biggest rock to move is right now? Like what's your biggest kind of project or challenge? Like what's the number one thing that you, Jeff, are working on and trying to push forward? Okay, so here's my biggest rock right now. And I always tell it's innovation, innovation, right? As business developers, right, what's working now doesn't mean it's going to work tomorrow, right? This, you know, next week, the new thing is going to pop up, right? New platform, you know, something gets banned, can't do that anymore. There's like chat GPT, right? Everyone's starting to use. Like, so I, for me, like, I'm always coaching my team, Let's look for what's next, right? And always be experimenting, always be experimenting. Like we can't just depend on the the same thing that we've been doing, right? What got us here won't get us there. So we need to kind of continue learning and looking out what's what's out there and, and innovating and trying, not being afraid to fail and set up an experiment. Like, let's just try doing this for a week. Let's see. So one of the things that we're doing now is we're investing heavily in Reels and, and TikTok. So I know, you know, I'm not a big fan of TikTok. I've never been like, but but I but after some conversations with people, like, hey, you got it. I mean, I like it personally, but hey, it could, it could work for our business. It could work mm-hmm. for our business. Let's at least give it a shot, right? So I can't let those personal things like and, and stop me from being willing to try something new. So that's something that I'm always sharing with my team. Let's innovate. Let's try something. Let's bring a new idea forward. Let's invest a little bit of time and effort in it. And I think that's what the the high performing teams that I've seen on the business development side are not afraid to fail and then not afraid to experiment. And that's what keeps them on the cutting edge. That's what keeps them producing better quality leads and more leads than most teams is because they're trying things that not every, everyone else is not doing. So because of that, they stand out like, wow, I want to work with them. I want to talk to them. So I think that's something, again, my biggest rock to move is let's keep pushing innovation. Let's keep pushing. Let's not rest in what, what's working now. What could work better? What can we try out? What's the next experiment that we're going to run? So that's, a, that's an ongoing rock, right? That's the one we're going to always carry, but we have to carry if we want to be the leader. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's a wonderful rock to have, man. Continual learning, education, taking risks like that, innovating, all of that. It's amazing to hear. It's amazing to see. Sadly, we got to run, but I really, really appreciate your time today, Jeff. Thank you again so much for coming on the podcast.
Thank you, Michael. I appreciate you having me. If you guys want to connect with me, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn, Jeff Zelaya. I'm really active on Instagram, Jeff Zelaya. You can follow my stories there. I post some reels that I think are pretty entertaining and people love to watch them. So check them out. And I again, once again, thanks for the time today. All right. That's all we had time for today. Thanks for tuning in, Mogul Nation, and we'll see you in the next one.